Hello, friends. Uh, it's been a minute, and welcome back. We are live in my car, my beautiful Ash Gregoire Chamonix and Rogue. Yeah, we're driving a Rogue in the winter months. You know, um, I highly recommend it as someone that uh, certainly loved driving his manual transmission car for years and years and years. My, my God bless her, my mom taught me how to drive manual in the uh, parking lot of the Dorval Theater, uh, what feels like a lifetime ago, and uh, certainly got my, my love affair with driving going. But as I've gotten older, like most people, I've become a little bit softer in my day-to-day -day life. And as a direct result, I don't want to get um, stuck in snow anymore. I want to have an easy drive no matter where I'm going. And that's why I love to transition into a four-wheel drive with my friends at Ash Gregoire, Sean and Nissan. Welcome back. As the Montreal Canadian season, my friend, is on the cusp of hitting the, um, I don't want to say rock bottom, because I don't believe in rock bottom in what is another rebuild year, whether you think it's year two of a rebuild or year three of a rebuild or year two and a half of a rebuild. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have no business being in the discussion of rock bottom, but it doesn't change the fact that it's another new week for Montreal as they begin their push towards the finale of their regular season. They'll play host to Arizona uh, tomorrow night. The Coyotes come to town losers of a dozen games in a row. Montreal in the midst of their longest losing streak of the season uh, that hit five games with a 4-3 loss Saturday afternoon from New Jersey. The Canadians um, twice already have had, uh, I guess three times actually, uh, three four-game losing streaks, and now it's hit five as we welcome you to another edition of In the Car with Star, proudly brought to you by Chiefs Convenience, Highway 132 in Ganawage, and my friends at Little Bear, littlebearonline.com to get all your pet food delivered to you on time and on budget they care about your pets needs just as much as you as um, as you do no doubt i get my dog's food always at little bear and you can always support me by supporting my uh, my my sponsors and we had some fun this morning on the tsn 690 morning show uh when i brought up the fact that nick suzuki has more goals than cole caulfield both guys have hit 58 games played they've played a healthy full season so far but there is one little issue that Again, it's speculation on my part. I don't know if you all see the same thing that I see. But what I do see is Cole Caulfield dealing with something. And we all know last year that, you know, he tried to play through an injury, aggravated his shoulder so much so he had to be operated on in a season, got curtailed earlier than he had hoped. And we know last week Caulfield missed a couple of practices for therapy day, so on and so forth. And then we saw him, I think it was um, where there was the Buffalo game, where he got knocked down by the side of the net and looked labored in getting up and it took a minute to get to the bench. And I thought to myself at that moment in time, I said, oh man, is this guy playing hurt again? I certainly hope that's not the case. I think at this point, Cole Caulfield with his contract locked in and secured has really nothing to prove to himself or to his teammates or to the coaching staff. Uh, but I wonder what he thinks about his goal total. I wonder what Caulfield thinks about the fact that he's sitting on 19 goals. I wonder what how Caulfield feels about the fact that he's not the leader in goals. Nick Suzuki has 22. And look, you know, it's not we're not talking about <clears throat> what I think is a is a bad year for Cole Caulfield. But I also could say this. It's a bit disappointing. Caulfield's only on 19 goals. And, you know, part of me comes at you from the angle of being a passionate Montreal Canadiens fan. And, you know, I'm 45 years old and I've watched this team forever you know, pump the tires of their goaltender, be proud about team defense and, and character and all that stuff. And I listened to my father talk about the days of watching Guy Lafleur and Steve Shutt and the great Montreal Canadian players from their dynasty era of what feels like 50 years ago now. And I'm ready. I'm ready for my own version of that. And listen, I'm not here to talk about the Canadians rolling off three, four straight Stanley Cups, right? But um, I, I want to see a little bit more offense. I want to see a little bit more 
dynamic play. And, you know, I say this knowing that the Montreal Canadian season is, is, is tanking and tanking hard. I mean, there's a real chance here that if things go a bit sideways, if a five game losing streak, good grief turns into a 10 game losing streak turns into a 12 game losing streak. I mean, could they, could they penetrate the bottom three? It's possible, unlikely, because Anaheim seems to have a pretty strong hold on that. Uh, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I find the Montreal Canadiens involved in, a, in what seems to be a little bit of a, a Formula One race here. Because, you know, all the skeptics of Formula One love to talk about the fact that, you know, it's always the same guy winning. You start first, you finish first, and the margin of victory sometimes between first and second is in the teens in terms of seconds, Right. And the, um, the F1 purists will tell you, yeah, but you're paying attention to the front runner. Look at the competition in the back of the field. That's where the Montreal Canadiens are. The Montreal Canadiens are basically Lance Stroll. They're jostling for 10th, 11th, 13th place here. And they're fighting with the, with the, with the dregs, with the lesser thans, the non-competes of the season. And Ottawa has leapfrogged Montreal. The Senators have won seven of their last 10. Things are looking pretty good there. Meanwhile, Columbus picked up a big W on Sunday, beating the New York Rangers in a 4-3 final in a game that went to overtime. So as a result, Montreal, Arizona, Columbus, all in the thick of it here. And Montreal meets up with Arizona. Again, the Coyotes come to the Bell Center, losers of a fresh dozen in a row. So penetrating the top three in terms of the tank battle certainly is it's doable. It's a, it's a bit of a stretch to get there, but it's not impossible. The impossibility rest in the fact of penetrating the top two because uh, San Jose and Chicago have done an unbelievable job, really an unbelievable job of, of being pretty shit all season long. And uh, so that race is up to them. How low can the Montreal Canadiens get? And, you know, at least it's not as bad as last year. I'll say that, you know, with a smile on my face that we didn't go through the last 60 games talking about who the Canadians should draft, who are they going to do? What are they going to do? So on and so forth. And at this point now, what I like to see from the Montreal Canadiens, I'd like to see a competitive level. And is that too much to ask? Honestly, do you guys feel as though that now that the Montreal Canadiens in the aftermath of dealing Sean Monaghan in terms of discovering where the depth of offense is going to come from, from the organization, that is going to be Le Gros Challenge. Who is going to help out when Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield and Yuri Slikoski aren't doing much? We saw... Uh, Suzuki and Caulfield go pointless for two games before Suzuki scored twice. He's got 22 goals now on the season and is, is encroaching point of game territory. Hit me up in the comments. What number as a Canadians fan is more surprising to you? The fact that Nick Suzuki is encroaching point of game status or Cole Caulfield is sitting on less than 20 goals. He's got 19 going in tomorrow against Arizona. Uh, the Canadians uh, down to their traditional Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday week. Uh, they're on the road as of Thursday night, where they're going to play their next four games before coming back home to host Toronto. I think on March 9th, that is a Saturday night. So it's Tuesday in Arizona. Then they've got Nashville to deal with. Uh, they've got uh, the Florida teams to deal with. And then they have the Carolina Hurricanes. So not in order, but that is more or less the... Uh, the run of play for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, thanks for watching In the Car with Star. As always, a proud presentation of Chiefs Convenience. Find my friend at Chiefs Convenience on Highway 132 in Ganawage. Uh, stop spending so much on your groceries. Just jump over the Mercier Bridge, hit Highway 132. You'll see Chiefs Convenience and their beautifully done logo. You can slide right in, get all your pasta, get all your sauces, get all your cereals, get all your breads, get all your snacks. Cheaper than what you're going to find on the island. It's my hidden little gem right over the Mercier Bridge, my friends at Chiefs Convenience. The comments are starting to come in. 
my friend Stephen Deere uh, talking, commenting on the Montreal Canadiens. They're just not good. No, they're not good. They're not good. No one expected them to be good. And and I get it. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want this team to lose every day. It bothers me a little bit that the Canadians are involved in a five-game losing streak. You know, I, I don't like uh, things to become habitual and uh, people are mailing it in, so to speak, with, you know, we're getting close to the 60-game marker and the Canadian season is obviously winding down as the tank battle is on and all on in a full, a full effect. Athanasios, I'm okay with Caulfield not having as many goals as most of us expected this year. I'm sure it's an adjustment for him back for injury, plus his game this year uh, is more well-rounded. That's a great point. Thanks for bringing that up, Anathasios, and thanks for watching today. I certainly appreciate it this afternoon. And I, and it's a point that you bring up that I also wanted to touch on for a second because I, I understand Cole Caulfield, you know, he's been in the league. He wasn't bridged. He's paid to score goals. and He's paid a lot of money to score goals. But there's, you know, one thing sometimes we often lose sight of, and I'm guilty of this as well, when you get caught up in the day-to-day -day of, of watching pro athletes do their thing, younger players especially, younger players don't always have a plan B game to fall back on. You know what I'm saying? So when someone, let's say, like Raphael harvey Pinard or Cole Caulfield with a little bit more experience, right? Joshua Roy to, to, to bring it to a full-on rookie. That when these guys hit adversity or hit a wall, they don't have a point of reference to fall back on at the NHL level to say, you know what, if I go and I do this, this will get me out of a slump. They don't have that yet. That comes with experience. That comes with reps. That comes with being taught by people with experience. And honestly, you know, guys will get there. But there's something about what Athanasios brought up in the comments there about Cole Caulfield, uh, an adjustment year off an injury and that whether you sprain an ankle or bust up a shoulder that needs to be surgically repaired, you know, whether you're hundred percent healthy or not, even if you're hundred percent green light, go healthy. Sometimes you're a little hesitant, you know, because you know, for sure that the last time you did what you're about to do, you got hurt and you don't want to do that again. So it's in the back of your mind somewhere. Eventually Caulfield will get, will get over that. And the other thing they talk about is the well-roundedness of Cole Caulfield's game. And that is for sure. And I, and I mentioned this on the radio this morning on TSN 690 when I talked about Cole Caulfield with Connor McKenna and, and Brian Wild, and that I was told about this by Canadians assistant general manager, John Cedric, the year the Canadians drafted Cole Caulfield. And he told me in the parking lot as we were, you know, leaving and, and going our separate ways. And he was telling me, he goes, Sean, Everyone loves Cole Caulfield's goals, and this guy could score, no doubt. But what's going to surprise people is Caulfield's ability to distribute, to be the playmaker, and not just to be um, a one-dimensional goal scorer. And that's great, and and you know, and you're seeing that with the assists that he's starting to pile up here, and and being being a more well-rounded player. But there is something, and and you know, we all want that prototypical 200-foot player. But sometimes, when I look at Cole Caulfield. I'd like for him to, to score and, and it's okay about defense. You know, you've got Nick Suzuki there. And if, and if they need someone a little bit more responsible defensively, then maybe they'll find someone. But if we can get to a point in time where Cole Caulfield becomes, you know, a poor man's version of Alex Ovechkin. And then every time he's at his spot in his office, if he ever gets to that place, that he's going to have a really high percentage chance of scoring goals. And so, you know, that, that's kind of what I'm hoping for that they'll get there one day. And we're seeing what Nick Suzuki's game and, and you know, Cole, I'm not worried today about Cole Caulfield's goals. I'm really not. I, I still believe in his ability to score. Now, listen, I don't think Cole Caulfield is going to be, you know, uh, uh, an annual, you know, high 40s, 50 goal scorer. I do think that if you were a 50 goal scorer, he wouldn't go so dry as often. And maybe I'll be proven wrong in time. 
but I do think he's better than a 30 goal scorer. I don't think he's, you know, I think he's better than Max Pacioretty. So I do believe Cole Caulfield can find himself in that 40 kind of threshold for goals scored in a season. He's got to get there and he gets the confidence and the belief that he can do that. And I believe Cole Caulfield has that inside of him. A very confident young man. We saw him at the skills competition on Sunday when the accuracy uh, competition, he got the four targets in, sh uh, in six shots and did it faster than everybody else. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Certainly appreciated the comments. And uh, I want to thank a new partner of mine, WeCook, WeCookMeals.ca. If you uh, hit my profile up, I'll put the link in the description of this video la uh, later. You hit, the you, you hit the link, you click on the uh, WeCookMeals, and I'll save you $70 on your first two orders. I love this company. It's locally sourced food, delivered to your house every week. They have an expanded menu, and it's high in protein good portions and healthy eating. You know, it's late February. Some of us have to start thinking about beach season, about getting into those nice t-shirts so we look good. We don't look flabby and everything else. I'm trying to do it. I just left the gym. I just kicked my ass for about 75 minutes in the gym. And now I want to go home and I want to eat something healthy and nutritious. And I want to do that every day so that I can lose weight, get thin, and then get fat again in the summer. That's my goal. And uh, my friends at wecookmeals.ca will help me get there. Use the promo code STAR, S-T-A-R-R, -R, 70. And these, you know what, the other than it being super healthy and locally sourced food and high in protein, and we can change our lifestyle. I don't believe in diet. I believe in lifestyle change. What I love about this is for lazy people like me that want to eat healthy, but eating healthy is hard. It's challenging. you got to shop. you got to know what to eat. you got to portion it out and everything else. So I leave it to the experts at wecookmeals.ca. And it's all done. Like I've had the others. I've been a member of the other, you know, food delivery services that drop the box off at your front door and ring the doorbell. And then you got to cut and you got to prep and you got to saute and you got to roast and you got a parchment paper. You got to cut. Next thing you know, you need a bandaid because we're not chefs. WeCookMeals.ca is taking the burden out of your hands. And look, if you like cooking, then good. God bless you. But some of us don't have all the time. Some of us don't have the heart to, to want to do it every single day. So I've partnered with WeCook and WeCookMeals.ca. Use my promo code STAR, S-T-A-R-R, -R, 70, and I'll save you $70 on your first two orders. The link is in the description. Uh, hit up my link tree and you'll see it there. Uh, the comments are, are flooding in. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Athanasios back in the chat. Top three tank team is a stretch. I agree. I agree. Like I said, a five-game losing streak has to turn into like a 10-game losing streak. That has to turn into a 12-game losing streak. And then, and maybe only then, could they threaten the Anaheim Ducks. Threaten. I'm not making any guarantees. I'm not saying it's doable. But it could happen. Are you cheering for it? That's on you. If you're cheering for a top three, a bottom three pick, that's on you. I'm not really going to argue there. Anthony, what's up, Anthony? Thanks for hitting me up. Am I surprised Caulfield only has 19 goals? I was expecting to, to, to be... Uh, what is he saying? I was expecting him to be an, um, an amazing find, I'm thinking... And look, I mean, don't get it wrong here, everybody. Cole Caulfield is a fine player. He's a, he's a member of the Canadiens' number one line and a legitimate member of the number one line. Let's not get this into Cole Caulfield didn't deserve the contract. Cole Caulfield is a bust. Cole Caulfield uh, uh, fluked his way to a prorated uh, 45 goal season before he got hurt. That's a no. As you know, some people have pointed out, and Martin St. Louis likes to do this. You know, hockey coaches want to mold and shape guys to becoming complete players complete players and that's okay it's good you know everybody has to pull at the same time in the same direction and the canadians again i don't i'm surprised i have to say this again but i'm going to they're rebuilding 
and it's trial by error. You keep tinkering, you keep adjusting who max, who mixes, mixes and matches with who. And let's re also bring up the fact that since the Canadians moved away from Sean Monahan and traded him to Winnipeg, and gosh, we hope Monahan is healthy. When um, Winnipeg picked up a 4-3 win on a Kyle Connor overtime winner yesterday, Sean Monahan was not in the lineup. Now, word out of Winnipeg uh, before puck drop yesterday was that, is he dealing with something? They were speculating, but nothing that I saw uh, came in concretely that said he was hurt, but he didn't play. And since the Canadians have moved away from Sean Monaghan, the depth has taken a massive hit. As predicted, we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. And psychologically, this is what I think happened. Psychologically, the Montreal Canadiens, like a lot of pro teams, everyone, I think they get wrapped up in their own little bubble, in their own little world. You know, a lot of, um, what do you call that, tunnel vision, so to speak, echo chambers, right? Where they live the NHL lifestyle, they talk to NHL players, they don't want to get distracted by the outside bullshit all the time. And that when the Monaghan trade got executed out to Winnipeg, I think that right there, even though the players knew when they went home and hit, when they put their heads on the pillows, that their season was not going to be a competitive one. But when the Monaghan deal happened, I think it changed a lot psychologically. And I could be wrong, you know, but I get that from when Nick Suzuki was at the all-star break and he was told on a, on a, I think a TSN bar down podcast or something about uh, Monaghan being dealt to Winnipeg. You could see, you could see, you know, a little bit of the life gets sucked out of them. And, and the realization is like, oh, shit, man, we got a lot of hockey to play and I'm going to play a lot of it. And I think I'll speak for myself that when we saw that happen, we're like, OK, it's going to be a grind. The Canadians are going to lose a lot of games and they're probably going to concede a lot of goals. I remember saying this at the time that if you're a Mizoja player, you might want to play some overs for the Montreal Canadiens because it's going to be interesting to see how they do this and you know the length of a long season of a three goaltender system where guys have to play differently every night because they're rolling with three goaltenders and it and it wears on you and it's a long long year and i think what we're seeing now i think was very predictable we mentioned this on on tsn 690 on the regular so it's habs in uh, arizona tomorrow the coyotes roll in out of losers of 12 in a row lots of comments coming rick springetti how's it going brother I'm surprised that Caulfield doesn't have more goals, but I do believe his shoulder is still not 100%. One thing about Caulfield I appreciate, that he has at least much improved his overall game. And, and uh, you're 100%, Rick. Your, your, your analysis on Caulfield's game, I think, is on point in terms of his well-roundedness. You're seeing that becoming a more, you know, less predictable player. Uh, but even if you are, look, being predictable worked out for Alex Ovechkin, you know, and maybe there's something. I don't know what Cole Caulfield's offseason season regime is like in terms of you know how long he trains and stuff like that but you know i remember austin matthews in his off seasons talking about um things he would work on like one summer he mentioned that he worked on angling the blade of a stick in shooting lanes uh, last summer he was talking about how he wanted to get stronger with his upper body so he can use his upper body as leverage situationally so that positionally he could be better and give his give himself and his team a chance to be more dynamic offensively. And look what's happened. You know, Cole Caulfield is an extremely talented goal scorer. And I think if there's something to be learned from Austin Matthews, maybe there's something there. And again, I'm not I'm speculating here. Um, I'm just knowing that the best goal scorer in the NHL today, like Sidney Crosby back in his day, these guys, they don't stop, man. They're always working on something to be great at. And maybe there's something there for Cole Caulfield 
you know, to look at different ways to be dynamic, to score goals, get stronger, positionally, situationally, all of those things that make you a great player. Uh, the comments uh, continue to come in. Thank you, everybody. Uh, beach season. What's that? Beach season, brother. Beach season. Sun's out. Guns out. Let's go. That's what, that's what beach season is, bro. Beach club, Athanasios. I see you rocking beach club. Don't lie. Shades on. Ray-Bans on. Your head's looking this way, but your eyes are looking over there at the Femininas. I, I got you. I'm a veteran. I've been to the beach with my girlfriend before. I know how it's done. And that's why I want to get you fit, thin in the waist, pretty in the face. Um, thanks to my friends at WeCook, WeCookMeals.ca, prepared meals, healthy, protein-packed, carb-less, still some carbs, but not as much, and uh, delivered to your house every week, whenever you want, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you pick the day they deliver. And you get to pick the menu from their diverse chance, and they have protein snacks too. So not it's junk food, but good junk food. And if you use the promo code STAR70 at checkout, I'll save you $70 over your first two orders. Okay, so that's how we do it, brother. Um, Rick, what do you think of uh, Martin St. Louis not wanting Jacki to be called the sheriff? Have my theory. I think he wants to make sure Jacki identifies as more than just a fighting fighting guy. I, I, I want more. And that's fine. Yeah, I love that when uh, last week uh, Martin St. Louis said, uh, nobody in this place calls him the sheriff. Or maybe you're onto something. You know, maybe he wants Jack Eye to, uh, uh, to be more than just a token tough guy, though. Uh, that guy, Matt Rempe, with the New York Rangers, who's, what, fought three times in five games, has 32 penalty minutes, but plays uh, four minutes a night. Matthew Olivier from, uh, from Columbus, uh, he fed him his lunch. And we saw Nick Delorier against Rempe and the New York Rangers on the weekend. What a fight that was. Holy shit. It was like a time machine going back in the 70s. Uh, even, even earlier, even later than that. Uh, remember John Cordick? Uh, Chris Nyland, anybody with the fists of fury? That was a throwback. The Rangers, by the way, are in Montreal in uh, kind of April towards the tail end of the season. I, I don't know if Matt Rempe will be a New York Ranger, but I saw people online already buzzing about the possibility of Jack Eye and Rempe squaring off the Bell Center. And God, I hope that's not the case. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind the fights in the National Hockey League if they're warranted. I don't want to relive the days of the Bob Probert, Ty Domi, it was like a heavyweight tilt. We were previewing this three weeks before those guys met. And that's not hockey, man. Those days are over. I really don't want to get back there. If the fight is genuine, if it's warranted on the ice, I'm cool with it. But just because it's two token tough guys, and maybe Rick's up to something. Maybe, you know, maybe the sheriff moniker, the nickname. Uh, maybe he wants to get away from that. What I do know is Jack, I had the best nickname imaginable, Wi-Fi, because of the spelling of his last name, X-H-E-K-A-J. Uh, and the guys thought it was a Wi-Fi password. Very funny, very you know witty and, and original. But I can understand if Jack I took offense to that. It's his family name. Comes with pride, right? We're all proud of our family heritage, and he's no different. And so he did not like that. And so the sheriff it is. And for me, it's yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Good game, sir. And uh, so maybe you're onto something there. So thank you everybody for watching. Athanasios, I knew you were a, a brainiac. PhDs got me in the office all day, every day. No beach season. But you know what, bro? You're going to walk out of school with a PhD. You're going to be Dr. Butas. And then, uh, you know, hopefully you get a PhD and something that can make you a lot of money, you know? Listen, no disrespect if your PhD is in English literature, Dr. Butas, but uh, maybe something a little bit more lucrative than that. I'm just, I'm just here for you, bro. I'm just trying to help you out. That's all. 
Now, listen, uh, you know, if you're a PhD, we can keep this up and maybe you get in an area of expertise that I could benefit from because ultimately that's what it's about. Thanks for watching. Uh, support me by supporting my sponsors as always. Chiefs Convenience, Highway 132 in Ghana, LittleBearOnline.com. They care about your pet's needs as much as you do. And my friends at WeCook, WeCookMeals.ca. I'll put the link in the description of this video. Click it, enter promo code STAR70, and I'll save you $70 at checkout. It's recyclable. There's no food waste. Uh, get the most from your meals. You can microwave it. You can put it in the oven. That's right. There's no cooking, no dicing, no chopping, no nothing. Heat and serve protein snacks, breakfast, grocery items, and uh, you can select it, customize it. And if you don't like it this week, guess what? You can skip it. No commitments, no contracts, no nothing. I only partner with the best because you deserve the best. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on Wednesday for another edition of In the Car with Star. Like and subscribe. Thanks.